Hey there, I'm Ann Teagarden, and this is episode 97 of the Unveiled Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. So have you ever wondered what God sees when he looks at us, the body of believers? What is he thinking? Individually, I think he's looking at each of us and is loving us and is so proud to call us his sons and daughters. He smiles at us and, and his love is just immense. But what is he thinking when he looks at us as a sum total of believers, the family of God, if you will? Well, I asked him because I didn't know. And I began to see pictures in my mind. I saw God and I looking down at Christians, turning their backs on each other, literally. Doors were shut and had signs saying, keep out. People were wrestling with each other physically, but I think it was more representing wrestling over doctrine and practices. Some were slandering others behind their back. Believers were actively campaigning against other believers. God seemed sad. He said that most are looking down rather than up toward him. They're busy building and guarding their own kingdoms rather than building and guarding his. But I also saw others gathering together from all over the place with all different backgrounds, ethnicities, denominations, and they were standing together with the angels ready to take territory for God's kingdom. God wants his children, his family, to be unified with each other. Unity. So if you've been listening the last few episodes, I've been talking about my word for the year, which is unity. And first and foremost, we need unity between us and Jesus Christ. We need to think like him, love like him, and act like him because he is in us doing the loving, thinking, and acting when we are one with him, right? Jesus' prayer for us in John 17, 20 was that we would be one. He said, I pray that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. But this was not the only oneness that he was talking about here. His desire was not only that we'd be one with him, but we would also be one as a family of believers. Last episode, I discussed the need for families, especially married couples, to be united. Because Luke eleven seventeen reminds us that any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. So in order to stand strong through the storms of life, couples need to be united in Christ, and the church needs to be united as well. God loves unity and harmony. You can listen to his heart for that in Psalm 133. This is from the Passion Translation. How truly wonderful and delightful it is to see brothers and sisters living together in unity. It's as precious as the sacred scented oil flowing from the head of the high priest Aaron, dripping down upon his beard and running all the way down to the hem of his priestly robes. This harmony can be compared to the dew dripping from Mount Hermon, which flows down upon the hills of Zion. Indeed, that is where Yahweh has decreed his blessings will be found, the promise of life forevermore. Do you hear his desire there? Our unity is as refreshing as the dew on the mountains. It's not only beautiful like the oil poured over the priest's head, but it's an overflowing delight that runs down the robes and onto his feet. It's not only God's deep desire for us to be one. He knows it's necessary, absolutely necessary, because a house divided will fall. And he wants to see his kingdom 
stand against the devil's kingdom. Things are heating up here on earth. I'm sure you've noticed the battle in the spiritual realm is at hand and it's time for the church to rise up and unify against a common enemy. God has to be our chief general. So let's set aside our differences and unite around this kingdom cause. You know, some people say, well, I can't compromise my morals to unite and work with others. But no one is asking you to compromise anything. You can disagree on whether or not the rapture happens before or after the tribulation. That's okay. It's okay to disagree. I sometimes pray in tongues and maybe you don't. That's fine. We can still pray together, strategize together, love and disciple people together. When the great revival gets to a larger scale and people are coming to Christ in great quantities, are we going to argue over which church they go to? Will it become kind of a campaigning event? I hope not. I hope instead we'll help each believer find the place where they feel they belong. Hopefully we will work together as one body to bring the good news and disciple others. You know, there are many ways to look at the church, the church, quote unquote, the believers in the world. In one way, you can think of us as a family. Well, if we're family, I think we're acting like a dysfunctional one, but we don't have to be. Another way of looking at it is as a body. And I would hate it if my arm was fighting against my leg and my foot. It would be very difficult to function. And another illustration is as a kingdom. And we know that an army fighting against itself is never going to be victorious. So let's stand together as one family, one body, one kingdom, with every member fulfilling their own purpose and operating as one with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How do we do that? I think Ephesians 4, 2 through 6 tells us, Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. We all have the same Lord, faith, hope, baptism, God, Father, and Spirit. We're already one. We just need to act like it. In closing, I asked the Holy Spirit if there was a message for us from God. And here is what I heard him saying. I long to see my children unified and loving one another. I long for them to understand my vision for their identity in me. They are my beloved children, co-heirs with my son of my kingdom. I want them operating together to maintain and expand my kingdom on the earth. Waiting for heaven is not my vision for my children. I look forward to the day we will be together in heaven, but I desire to be just as present with them on the earth. Mankind was my intention for earth all along. I pictured perfect fellowship with me in the beauty of all I created for the benefit of mankind. I want to show all the intricacies and hidden uses of my creation. I want my children back. My children that are in the kingdom do not realize the authority and power they have, especially when united together. So today I ask you to take inventory. Are you distracted by arguing over whether or not to watch the chosen TV show or whether or not the gifts of the Spirit are still operating, 
Are we arguing over pews versus chairs, King James versus NIV, wine versus grape juice? I've been active in churches that are Methodist, Baptist, and Pentecostal throughout my life. From the Methodist, I learned a reverence for God as holy, and I learned how to serve the poor and elderly. From the Baptist, I learned a love of God's word. I learned to really understand scripture and hide it in my heart. From the Pentecostals, I learned how to hear God speaking to me and more about the Holy Spirit and his role in my life. All have taught me something and working together, they would bring a broader depth to the body of Christ. So let's start praying with each other. Don't turn your back on a fellow believer. Instead, come alongside them, help them and both of you get right with God. Reconcile with other believers if you can. Open the doors of your church to all kinds of people, no matter their background, current life choices, or appearance. Love them and teach them what God's word says and lead them to Christ. Worship together with other denominations. Partner together with those in the body of Christ to serve others and set aside your doctrinal differences. Don't be critical of fellow believers. Don't argue over the silly stuff. Just take everything to the Father. Refuse to gossip about other believers, especially your pastor or staff. And finally, stop guarding and building your own kingdom and begin unifying to guard and build the kingdom. Let's become an unstoppable, unified, loving source of good and God's glory. And mostly, let's do what God asked us to do, love others, all of them. That is my heart for all of us today. Let's be one and take God's kingdom all over the earth. Go in joy and peace.